understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Guys, real quick, today's episode of The Stranded is sponsored by none other than Instapodcast. If you've never heard of Instapodcast, that's my podcast management agency, and there's nothing wrong with a shameless plug, right? My podcast management agency that we started in 2019 with the intent to help business owners, entrepreneurs, and creatives just like yourself connect on one of the most popular platforms on the internet right now that allows you to have true intimacy and vulnerability with your audience, and that is podcasting, to share your story, to share your message, your experience, and your knowledge through one of the most powerful mediums. And what we did was take away the hardest, most difficult part of it. We do the tech and the production for you so that you get to focus on the two most important things, which are content and marketing so that the world can hear your message. Because I know, one thing I know for certain is that you have a message that can put words to something that someone else is experiencing that they don't know how to put words to. And so it's time to put your message out there. But the problem is, is you're scared of how much work it's going to take. And Instapodcast takes away all of the work for you so that you can focus on what's most important about the podcast, which is just delivering and serving your audience. So run over to instapodcast.com right now, schedule and book your first call with one of our reps or me, and we will get you started with your popular podcast. Y'all don't don't despise humble beginnings. Look Mm -hmm. here, do not despise humble beginnings because it has to start somewhere, somewhere. And so then Fast forward two months later, and you make how much? About 30000 a month. And so we're talking about this was January that you did not February. know what... Well, January, I didn't know what I was doing. Yet. February, yeah, it was the end of January. The, yeah. the retreat was the end of January. February, you're testing off of a small discounted amount. You don't even know that you're going to build an agency model. You're just like, let me test out this skill set oh, that I, I have. I hated it. I cried all the time. <laughs> I hated that shit. Don't get this confused. Like this was beautiful. No, no, no. Like I said, I couldn't figure out LastPass. I could not figure out why Gmail would not give me access <laughs> in LastPass. It was a whole fight. I almost threw it all in because of LastPass. <laughs> I just want you to know there was a whole morning I woke up and explained to Dennis on our walk how I was like, this is bullshit. I'm never using LastPass again. It's making me not do this. Like it is not super simple always. Well, And I always say this about entrepreneurship, like the life lessons that people learn, right? So I'm joking, but when you're like your grandfather or grandparent used to always say like, here's the lessons that I learned over my lifetime. I feel like entrepreneurship will teach you lessons on 2x speed. (laughs) Like you will learn something in six months. It takes someone six years to learn because you are constantly at risk. You are constantly risk averse. Like you're constantly out there putting yourself in the fire, trying to figure shit out. Yes, 2x speed. And then it also really humbles you (laughs) when small things go wrong. Because I mean, I like to think of myself as pretty smart. I mean, we're building systems. There's been times where like a system fails and I call or I figure out how to get a hold of the systems, the software company. (laughs) 
She laughs because I really do. I will find their phone. This is our, if there was a meme and I could make one, this is our running joke about you. Like the minute the shit don't work, it it could even be your Wi-Fi. (laughs) Megan's picking up the phone and thinking she's calling the the owner of the company. (laughs) Like ClickFunnels, who runs this shit? Get, pick up the phone like figure this shit out <laughs> so there's been times where i hop on a phone and i'm like i mean i'm not dumb i build systems your system's broken <laughs> and they like literally will show me and i'm like okay cool so your system was broken admit it i'm right <laughs> there's been very few times where i'm not right i just want to say there's been a couple i humbly accept it though <laughs> so nine months forward from january to september this allowed you to create an entire company sos advantage and tell me a little bit about what you do and how clear you are on what you do. So we build systems and processes in established agencies, coaches, consultants, businesses. We act as that integrator, the COO that you've been looking for. So you not only get me, you get my whole team. So we integrate, we're in your Slack, we're in your project management boards, we build your flow, we get to build all your systems. And so it's it's really fun because we get to learn a lot about all these different businesses. But what I really love about it is like this used to take me about 90 ish days to build myself. We just onboarded somebody on Saturday. Her systems should all be built. They should really be built within two weeks because Mm -hmm. I have a big enough team now where um, the contract's still 90 days. We stay on board. Uh, for the whole 90 days just to make sure it all goes really smooth. But our system building is down to about two two to four weeks, depending on what type of business it is and how large. And um, yeah, we hire all the virtual assistants. Um, we're a big integral part in a lot of agencies. So we stay on board with mostly agencies, coaches, some keep us on, some don't, and then consultants. We really just build consultants businesses. I want to be clear about something about being in a lane of your own or a you know, everybody thinks that they're in a saturated market, but you want to charge a high price, do something a lot of people won't do, or do something that a lot of people struggle with, aka provide a bigger solution. And that's exactly what you do. Like every creative I know is like, fix it, Jesus. Like I can sell, I can market, I can create anything I want. I have a million ideas, but systemizing it, I'd rather not. I'd actually rather go to sleep with a headache. I'd rather, I just, I, I talked <laughs> to Megan for five minutes and I'm like, Megan, it hurts from the side of my face to my mouth. Like, why is my head? Why do I want to throw up right now? Talking about this shit g- makes me sick, but she thrives in it. So you want to make a lot of money. You have to provide a, a massive solution to people's problems and the systems that she implies in people's businesses save so much time so much time. And something that I learned, and this is something that I've still been like working through just to be completely open is a lot of people in my space are like, I'm a Dubsado expert. I'm a ClickUp expert. I'm an Airtable expert. Like they name like their expertise in a specific software. So when I go in, I prefer softwares, specific softwares. You have preferred softwares. I have preferred softwares. I have team members who can build those softwares with their eyes closed. Um, but I also do take on some other softwares, not all softwares, like complete transparency. There are some I'm like, no, that's garbage. So if you want to work with me, we need to move you and we'll we'll move. We'll build it all. We'll move you over. It'll be really smooth. We'll even train you on how to use it. Um, but that's something that I've played with. Do I walk in as a ClickUp expert? Do I walk in as an active campaign expert? And I realized I actually really don't like that because you're putting your 
expertise in a software I felt like like it was very cornering to me I didn't like how that felt getting back to like commitment areas I was like that that one's a little close too close for me this is exactly how I heard what you just said is that you're you're allowing you're analyzing people's businesses and figuring out what fits best for them and try instead of trying to fit a square in a circle yes yes and that's exactly what I do and so when I work with a lot of people they're like oh like I've never heard of this before or this is so different and it's yes because I don't tell you what software you have to use I'll give you my suggestions if you want to build it on Asana we'll go build it on Asana we're good at building I'm not worried about the building it's what's going to work for you what are you going to stay consistent with what's going to be automated enough but have enough enough touch points to really make your business stick out and have that amazing client experience because that's something that we're really focused on yes and so um so when i do go and and compare or look at at other people like that's great for them they can go and say they're they're that type of expert but i realize my specific expertise is actually in the workflow and making it make sense to a creative that's what i love to do and that's what i'm i spend my time doing my team actually honestly builds it i mean i can build it and sometimes i step in and build it if they don't go fast enough um but that's just me so you you want you want to see megan and i fight it's when megan is building a workflow and she's like so what happens next and i'm like um I send an email. She's like, who sends the email? I'm like, I do. So what happens after that? Then I wait for them to respond. She's like, no, 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 (laughs) no, this is not what happens. You clearly do not understand your workflow, but that's what you're great at. And you spend a a lot of time deep diving with people and their businesses about the workflow. And that's what allows you. And I, I love your transparency and honesty, because even we've worked together in two of my businesses and you'll always say like, here's what I think is best. But we might have to try two or three things and see which one works best for you based on your end goal. Mm-hmm. And that's really what's helped me because some, I feel like, and every business owner is going to feel like they, this, they all, all of us feel like we have a very unique business, very unique. And we want to provide the best customer experience. It's what you said. The top dollar is spent now on providing the best customer experience for your client. Mm-hmm. And so that's what you guys really specialize in, I feel like, is making it. What you don't ever want for a client is for a client to be like, where exactly am I at in the process? Like, what's going on? I'm not sure what's next. I don't I don't even know what you need from me. And you guys really specialize in making sure that the the opposite end is very smooth for the client. Yeah. And oftentimes we'll actually go through like the client as a client. Yeah. As a client and go through the whole experience. If this is a a month long campaign, oh, we're in it for a whole month. You're getting mm-hmm. tested for a whole month. Like there's no launch until we've gone through that whole campaign because we have to know exactly how the emails show up, make sure they go through. Um, we've had issues with different email providers. So there's just things like that that we've learned through trial by fire, working with people for a lot less than we planned on charging mm-hmm. that now gives us the framework that we can now do this way faster with the turnaround. Can I just say I'm really proud of you? Thanks, Fran. You're welcome. <laughs> so can we shift gears? Even though it's a, whole, it's a whole fight when I have to build hers. <laughs> oh, I'm a different person. I'm like, Megan, forgive me now because we're definitely about to fight. Like, <laughs> And she has to force me into these calls. Like, we are getting on a call at 8 o'clock. Do not avoid me. Do not run from me. And have your project manager on the call. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> but I want to shift gears for a minute, if you don't mind. I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about um, Innovative Income Summit. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about our friendship dynamic. And 
you know, I, I think we don't think a thing about it, mm-hmm. but when we have conversations a lot of times with our clients or, um, I'll get, I'll get people in my DMS all the time. Like I need, I literally had someone tell me the other day, like, I finally realized what I need. I need a Megan. I need an integrator. I need a Megan. And I was like, good luck. Like <laughs> we have worked hard at this dynamic. And so I guess I'll, I'll ask this entry level question. People think we don't fight. Do we fight? Yes, we fight. <laughs> Just because we're not sisters by by blood, we fight. <laughs> we fight, and I, I, but I, I personally think the key has been understanding um, our different dynamics, mm-hmm. grace, being on the same page when it comes to healing and openness, and not, not. It's communication. Yes. I think is us not. We never like do low blows or something that's degrading. Mm-hmm. Never. Because we're both on a healing journey, right? We've worked through that. We're not we're not low blowing or, or going at each other when we do fight. It's like you're not understanding me. You're not listening to what I'm saying. And so then we sit and talk through it. Like yep. whole adults. It's been a journey. <laughs> <laughs> um and I just want to highlight this that I think you and I got a chance to experience this together at the top of or just recently. Um is Innovative Income Summit was always on the back burner for both of us because the purpose was there, but the vision was not. That, but I also had more time when we originally started because I was in the corporate setting. And so it was just needed to make money to make money to live. I had money coming in. So it was something that I could take a lot of control over. So I think it also changed because of that this year. Yes, it changed a lot because we were both finally full-time entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Um, But we, I think the purpose was there. When we met three years ago, it was like, we want to help women. We want to empower women. We want to give women the knowledge that we've been getting by going to these major conferences and sitting in these rooms with these massive people. But neither one of us ever saw it as this 200 person event with incredible women of high caliber. And one thing we never bargained for was the community that it was going to create. We didn't, that that was on no vision board (laughs) on no paper, nowhere was that we were going to create this incredible community. And I think one of the most beautiful things we got to experience this year was this was the fifth innovative income summit that we've ever held. It was a side project for us for two and a half years. Mm -hmm. It was something that we did alongside our businesses so that we could just have this high touch touch point for a weekend or a day with um, a lot of the women that were listening to my podcast or that were connecting on us with us on social media. And this year, um, we told the story at innovative income, but it took four events for us to be in the green. The first three, we were in the negative. Um, the first one was comical. We were Five hundred dollars out, and twelve women showed up. Uh, they paid a whole twenty-seven dollars. Twenty-seven dollars <laughs> a ticket. Thought we were doing something in an Airbnb. Um, and the fourth one was the first time we were like, "Okay, we could put some money away. This is great. Like, what are we gonna do with this money?" And me, I was like, "We'll pay each other." Megan was like, "No, ma'am, we'll put it away for a venue next year." I was like, "Fine, whatever." So we put the money away for a venue. That's a joke. <laughs> That was a whole joke, thinking that money did anything for no, that venue. <laughs> the venue was like triple the price, but we had it there, here nor there. It sat there for a year and a half. And um, this year, this year, Innovative Income exceeded our expectations. Um, one, because I think people were so ready for an in-person event and intimate connection with other women. But one, this community speaks for itself. But two... I just, I've been talking to this about so many people and this was my beautiful realization was our businesses 
our personal businesses, SOS Advantage and Insta Podcast, were what solidified the commitment to service to others, that we had a skill set, that we could serve people intimately, and that in our own right, we had our own genius, Mm -hmm. right? And that, I don't care what anyone says, that builds confidence. Clarity builds confidence. Clarity and action build confidence. So this built confidence for us. And there's a, there's a different way you can show up as a whole person when you are confident in the skill set that you provide and you want to serve people. A lot of people want to just serve people and they don't have that, that service minded background or experience in building something to serve from experience. And so we had that zone of genius. And if you've ever read The Big Leap, and he talks about these four four zones that you can operation operate in and how you get stuck at this upper limit. For me, I felt like Insta Podcast was my zone of genius. It was something that our zone of excellence, zone of excellence. It was something that I could get praised for. It was something that I could do naturally. It was something that I could build confidence with. And it's still something I love on another level. I will always help people amplify their voices through the power of podcasting. However, he talks about in the big leap, the zone of genius being something that you will have a ridiculously unfair advantage. It will come naturally. It will be easy and you will take over with it and you will feel aligned in purpose. You will make money hand over fist and it will just be this like enlightening experience. Most people will never even know that they have the opportunity to achieve it. And we got done with innovative income summit this year and we were like, what was that? (laughs) <laughs> what just happened but i think you should also add in the bigger leap he talks about when when you're about to hit that and you have your hardest challenges so right before you hit that zone of genius there are some of the hardest challenges you will have and so we decided to do innovative income because of a hard challenge which i don't you want to share that now yeah i shared an innovative income but really quick um i separated from my uh fiance in january 2021 top of the year while you're going through this, I'm going through this. And again, again <laughs> so we're, we're unleveled on this seesaw again. And, um, April, when was innovative income? July 31st, August 1st, mm-hmm. April, we're at a retreat and I'm another retreat <laughs> and I'm crying in the bathtub. I'm in the hotel room, literally water up to my neck, crying in the bathtub, screaming, Megan's still at the conference. I'm in the bathtub screaming. I cannot get my shit together to save my life. Like I just am at my lowest low and kudos to you for the, all the space you've held through <laughs> for me through this journey. Cause she should have been gave up on me at this point because I was like, if I was you, I would have told you I was tired of hearing my shit. Um, and you're giving me this space. We talked this whole day. You even made me do this fucking exercise where I had to write what a man that made me like, what were all the needs that I had and the way you made me write them out. It was incredible. Like being safe and just, it was great. But we get to the end of that and it's like quiet in the hotel room and you just looked over at me and you were like, this might not be the time, but do you want to do innovative income again? And I was like, yes, absolutely. Please take my focus off of something, like take my focus away. Let's do it. And we spent the next two days rush planning. Like we're going to do this. Yes, we did spend the next two days. <laughs> then we decided to take a couple of weeks off. <laughs> And then we had to rush everything else. We had to rush everything else. So we had about a month to plan innovative income and sell as many tickets as possible mm-hmm. at a new price point, a very new price point. Yep. That was the first time that we had been at. So it was a learning experience. Mm-hmm. There was a point of you saying that. I can't remember what it was, though. No, it's OK. Um, it, the, the upper limit 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have that upper limit. When I tell you those, we'll say month, that month leading up to innovative income was hell. Was hell between our friendship, um, balancing life. There was no balance. Let's none. be very clear that there was none. Um, we were up until three in the morning almost every night. Every night. Mm-hmm. On the phone, every night. And then like two weeks into that month, was it two weeks? A week, a week into that month, mm-hmm. Jess got sick. Mm-hmm. I got very down. sick. Very sick. Um, mm-hmm. And then, so then we weren't together because I was like, I'm not getting sick. Yeah, you're not about to take me down with you. <laughs> if one of us got to show up to this event, it's going to be me. I was like, you could Zoom me. I'm not your friend right now. I told you not to talk or touch anything. And yep. you touched something, clearly you got sick. Yep. And so... Um, I mean, getting sick, the no balance, uh, we've had, we had speakers back out last minute. Yep. We were adding people last minute. We had no assistance, really. We were both running our businesses at the time. Um, I had a huge client load right before Innovative Income. So I'm sitting here trying to do client work during a very limited amount of time and rush things through as much as possible, but as quality as possible. I mean, innovate. I mean, uh, Insta Podcasts had a lot going on uh, with growing in the the, the uh, VIP package, so it, mm-hmm. it was like a lot, a lot, a lot to balance. And man, it was that was really like pressing time. And now I look and I'm like, when you put your head down and and you know that there's a bigger purpose and a bigger reason, you'll get through it. You'll get through whatever that is. Yep. It's all. And this, I don't know if it's toxic or not. We both believe in that the bigger leap method where it's like okay we're just getting pushed right now like we're it's a quantum leap yeah yeah we're just getting pushed to our extreme and this is are we gonna make it or break it so i know when jess was sick we made it friend we were like (laughs) this is it we're gonna push through (laughs) you better take a nap I was like sick on my deathbed in bed and Megan kept calling me like, okay, this is my last call. I just want to ask you like two questions and I'm gonna let you go back to sleep. (laughs) So we worked tirelessly through that process, but the outcome was unmatched. I don't think, I'm sure you would agree with me that I've never felt more of my purpose Mm -hmm. when it comes to Innovative Income Summit and the way that we get to serve women intimately. I don't, I'm going to say this gracefully, but with pride. I don't think there's another event out there that serves women this way, that prioritizes healing, deep work, deep connection with self before we talk about anything money related or business, because we both know the importance of these healing modalities and connecting with self in the mirror that is on your entrepreneurship journey. It is literally the greatest self-development journey you will ever go on in your life, walking through entrepreneurship. And so I think It is just a different event. It's a different experience. Obviously, I would encourage anyone to do it. So check it out, InnovativeIncomeSummit.com. Tickets are on sale for our January event. Um, But obviously, there's just so much more than us selling you tickets to an event. This event is, it's everything that we experience in a year. We try to capsulate it in an event to turn around and give it back to you. And then you, something that people have told us on their experience they fought us so hard on the the personal development side the healing side like we've had people pay for higher end programs from us and disappear because they thought that we were just making this stuff up and then a year later they came back and said i invested a lot of money for everybody that was successful to tell me the same thing that you guys told me 
at the conference was that I needed to heal. I needed to do these things in order to get to the next level. And so I think that that's something as we go through our life and our journeys and our seesaw of what we're going through, we bring our favorite components or elements to our journey into this conference so that you get immediate results as long as you come with an open mind and an open heart. Mm. So last question, what do you think? um, I think I mentioned it, but what do you think the the dynamic is? Because again, so many people are like, I need a Megan, I need an integrator, I need I need what you two have. What do you think the dynamic between us is? Because to me, it's the differences. But what do you think the dynamic is between us that makes us work so well. I ne- I, let me be clear. I've never thought I could have a relationship with someone the way I do with you, where we have so many things intertwined, mm-hmm. friendship, family, um, businesses, money. Like we have a joint account y'all. Like we have so many things intertwined. And I know there's so many people that have trust issues. Um, what do you think the dynamic, like the primary dynamic is that makes this just work for us in a situation that most women think it wouldn't I think something we learned early on from mentors and learning lessons from all the events we went to was very clear boundaries, very clear roles. Who's in charge of what? I would never expect Jess to go into QuickBooks and make sure all of our books are are recorded. No, 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 no. I love her. That's not what she's good at. I do that. I tell her the numbers and that's what it is. That means she has to trust me to know I'm not going to embezzle anything, right? You can hire a third party, but for the longest we were doing a passion project, so we didn't have money to do hire a third party. And now it's very under control. So why why do we need it now? So um, I think that that, the openness, the vulnerability, and then just having clear boundaries, even with your friends and explaining to them that this is how I feel. This is where I'm at in life. Like, don't push me at this point. I'm going to tell you how I feel. And both of us having the ability to hold that space for each other is what has created such a strong friendship. I remember early on in our in our friendship, I almost wore it today, but it didn't match. Um, <laughs> Jess got me a bracelet and on the inside, it says something about not being blood sisters, but being like you're my sister. We're both only, well, I was an only child for a long time. Jess is only child. I'm an only child from my, my set of parents. And um, so it's something that I've always had is like that really, really close friend that I would consider a sister who they're every part of my life where that person's there. They're all still a part of my life. Don't get that wrong. But I have like one who's going through something at that exact time with me. And back in 2018, when we met, I mean, Jess knows, she knows this now, but I was going through a really crazy breakup. And Mm -hmm. so it was like psychotic. And uh, she, I literally would go to her house to escape problems. And she'd be like, oh, are you going home? Or what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know, just hanging out. I'll just stay on the couch. (laughs) Right here. I'll decide when I want to (laughs) leave. So it was um, part of that process of like, I'm not 100% open with you yet. We've already thrown an event together. Oh my gosh. The So our, our first event we ever threw, we're like getting ready and we're like, okay, so now that we're in business together, now that we're going to do some money, maybe we should learn about each other. <laughs> we sat at a table <laughs> getting ready like the night before the event, literally like blasting questions. What's like crazy questions? And there was no boundaries, no, yep. um, no rules. Whatever question you wanted to know got answered. All your craziest stories. Like we laid everything out. Like 
we knew each other's life that at that table. Yep. And we were like, okay, cool. We can go into this event and act like we know each other (laughs) because now we do. (laughs) So that was, I think a big part of our friendship is the just vulnerability up front. And I think too often women get into relationships wanting something like our relationship and they see our relationship, but they don't understand the work that's gone on on both sides of the relationship. There are times where Jess will tell me like, now is not the time. There's times I'll tell her now is not the time. And then there's times where we may fight because we can't hear each other because we're both like, no, I'm right. We're both right, right? I build systems, you do this, stay in your role. If we butt heads, and we can't hear each other, nothing gets done. And so we realized that. So we'll just take a step off, relax, and then come visit it the next day. Like, this is what I was trying to say, but in the heat of the moment, it didn't come out. Same thing. So we'll both go back and forth, how we felt. Okay, the solution moving forward. Here's what the solution is. And then we have a solution. You're in charge of this. I'm in charge of that. And I think that's how we work through a lot of stuff. I mean, I think, well, we've gone in like two Three. Three. Okay, three. Three, like, head-to-head things. But for the most part, I mean, as long as you guys have open communication, I think throughout your whole friendship, there's not a huge part. But it means it's two people who are both healing that want to be in a friendship. Do not get into a friendship telling your heart and soul to somebody who you know nothing about. I think that's a very clear well, they need to, line. Well, they need to earn it. Yes. They need to earn it. Your vulnerability needs to be earned. So you're vulnerable, like, do not share yourself with someone if you are still afraid that they could use it against you. And I've been on a journey of people using a lot of things against me. And I say this even after being hurt. But one thing I know is you're never going to use it against me. Yeah, I I know that for certain. And I want to highlight the communication piece that you talked about, because I think we take it so lightly because we've done so much work. Mm -hmm. But I think the way we talk to each other is the key. Like, I, I remember the last argument because it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> and it was after we were like wildly stressed out after Innovative Income. And it was about a fucking website. Um, but we we got to get together afterwards. It was so funny. <laughs> I know why you're laughing now. Um, but we it was about a website. And the next day we were walking into a bank together to deposit a significant amount of money. And we're walking in and like Megan opens the door for me and she like shuts the door and she's like, okay, before we walk in here, can we just discuss like what is going on? Cause we're both on edge. Can we discuss it? And all of every sentence that came out of each of our mouths was When you said this, it made me feel like this. When you said this, it made me feel like this. When I saw you do this, it made me think that you were doing this. And so it was, here's what you, here's what's factual. And here's what it made me feel. Right. And I think that's so important because it's, we're taking responsibility, but we're not, um, there's no blame. There is no blame. We've chosen this friendship. We've chosen this relationship. We've chosen this business relationship people are going to make mistakes. People are imperfectly human. People are going to be themselves. Egos are going to get in the way. Mistakes are going to be made. Like there has to be a level of grace and a significant amount of communication. And I think that is what, um, has always set us apart has been like immaculate communication and just grace. And I think being like that truth and vulnerability that you're talking about is like, I cannot tell you how many times we've had a day plan where we were going to get so much shit done. And it's like, okay, call me at 9am. And I call her and she calls me and we both sit on the phone and she's like, yeah, I don't really want to do that today. And I'm like, oh, me neither. Okay, cool. We're not doing it today. Like, let's just go do something else. Or, Hey, I know you really want to take a break. 
I'll handle everything. Can you just get that PowerPoint done? And I'm like, absolutely. And the weight has, you know, you would think a partnership is 50, 50, but I would say there's been so many times where it wasn't equal. It was like, you're taking a lot of the weight because I'm going through something and okay, you've got a lot going on. I'm going to scoop it up and take it over this way because we trust each other that eventually this will always balance it out and that we will get to the end goal together. But that's also playing roles because I actually do want to talk about this part of innovative income when you called me on Saturday. Yes. Like, people talk- don't even know about this. Yes. People don't know about this and they may think, which I was super quiet at innovative income, like more than normal, but that's a whole other reason. Um, but no, re- like realize there's roles, right? The month going into innovative income, I, I'm not saying Jess didn't do anything. She did a lot. But like I said, she was sick. Like we were like leading up to innovative income the whole month. We were staying up super late, getting a lot of stuff done. And that was mostly my job. When we go into roles, that's my stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's stuff I'm good at. That's stuff my team can handle. That's just stuff that is like second nature to me, right? So going into it, I do a lot of I did a lot of the work, you know, back hire end. people. Yeah, I did a lot of back end work. So people were coming up to us or, or coming up to Jess like, oh, Megan's not talking enough. Megan's not doing this. And it was like you have expectations that you don't know what's going on behind the scene, like scenes at all. And that's fine because you shouldn't know what's going on behind the scenes at an event. But it, there was a lot going on where my mind was very systems at the event. So especially during like the Saturday, the healing day, like I couldn't, it was very hard for me to connect on a healing side because I'm like, is the photo booth working? Are the photographers there? Like I was making sure in my mind that all the checklists were done. And so to get into a healing mode, like that takes a lot of talent to go back and forth. And I was just not there. And so Jess did what she does awesome, what she's great at, and picks up what she was supposed to do and say, because I was able to take on the rest of the back end stuff so that she could show up how she needed to show up that day. And then you can talk about what you called me and said. <laughs> yeah, like at 11 that night. This is literally, we're in between days. The event's Saturday and Sunday. Saturday night, I call her. I'm pulling in here at 11 o'clock at night to show up at 8 a.m. the next day. And I called her and I said, hey, I just want to make sure that I didn't step all over you today. I feel like I talked a lot. I felt like I talked too much. Um, I always want you to shine. And I felt like I outshined you a little bit today because I get super passionate. I, I'll take over. And I've warned you about this 50 yeah, million times. We I tell Megan <laughs> all the time. I, if, if I, I will look at you and if you're not ready to go, I will step in. I will outshine you. I don't do it on purpose. I don't mean to do it. And I was like, how do you want to show up tomorrow? Let's discuss this because I want to make sure I don't step on your toes. And your response to me was, um, it was really interesting. What did you say? We know our roles. I'll show up when I feel like it. (laughs) (laughs) Megan was like, I did not feel that way at all. Thank you for addressing this, but I actually don't feel that way at all. You did exactly what you were supposed to do. You're a motivate. Well, you always say this to me. You're like, you're the motivational speaker. I am not. I played my role. You played your well role and we both did it very damn well and nobody noticed. So you're good. So for a lot of the people that were like, oh, like people came up to me, even people said something to Jess, but during and after the the fact that I didn't say anything, don't worry about us. We're good. <laughs> I know what I was doing. You don't. And that's good. That means you had a great event. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's something in our friendship and in our roles in business that we know very well because we've talked about it and we've had those conversations and we made sure we were there for each other when we did need it. There's been times, not at this event, there's been times where I'm like, actually, I do want to talk about this one thing. <laughs> and and so then I'll say that at that point. But it's it's not something that I felt like there's hard feelings for or 
Do I think that I'm a motivational speaker? I don't. <laughs> if you can't figure that out, like I need to build you the system. <laughs> so here's here's my point. Um, I think everyone thinks that I found this like immaculate integrator in you, and and people think that I you found this um, this forward you know marketing voice expert in me, and I think. Um, we just got this beautiful opportunity to be, uh, to really stand in our power in this friendship and not judge one another for it and um, leverage it the way people's expertise, zone of genius should be, should be leveraged and know our weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Like you are everything the hell I am not. Like <laughs> you are everything that I am not and you just make me better, mm -hmm. period. And to be able to like, I know this sounds kind of like inappropriate, but this is literally the perfect marriage. It's literally the perfect it marriage. It sounds inappropriate, but we say it all the time. Yeah. No, this is literally <laughs> the perfect marriage. Like there's no one I'd rather do this with. And so I would just encourage people to understand, like you really need to understand your weaknesses. You really need to understand your strengths. And if you're going to collaborate in someone with business, because we know so many business relationships that have gone up in smoke. Um, Don't collaborate just because you need somebody to help push you to the next level. That's the wrong time. That's a coach. Collaborate. That's a coach. Yep. That's a coach. Hire a damn coach. Therapist, probably. <laughs> but yeah, don't collaborate just because you feel like you need somebody. That's not the, the right. When we got into business, we never expected it to be what it is today. Our, our friend, or not, our, not our friendship. When we got into business, we were focused on our friendship. We needed friends that were growing together. Mm -hmm. But what happened was business happened and all the other stuff happened. We didn't walk in like, you're my Jess. <laughs> you're going to be the voice. I'll be the integrator. That's not how, we, how this started. It was more of, this is a passion project of ours. Can we make this happen? Mm -hmm. Explain to me what your vision is. And you explain the vision. I was like, oh, I have the perfect spot for that. And it's not going to cost us a ton. Boom. I'm proud of us. Me too. Mm. Just pump up our own head after this podcast. <laughs> I'm just joking. We're not selling a friendship course. <laughs> so guys, listen, um, I think the cool part is we get to lead by example. And I think that's what makes Innovative Income Summit so beautiful is the community that it curates naturally is that people get to see how we work together in business and how we treat our clients, our friends, each other. And that's all we want for this community. And so you have to make sure you're in this room come January 15th, January 16th, 2022. It's a two-day summit here in Tampa, Florida. So make sure you check out in the description below, head over to the link, watch the video from our last one. It is it was amazing transformation for a lot of women. This event is life changing. And it's also a lesson in life changing for us every Always. year that we do it. We learn so much from our audience, our community. And so we want you to be a part of this community. We want you to experience this and we want you to find that person in the room that is whatever you may need that person to be. I tell people all the time that women, we are supposed to be one another's damage control. We allow ourselves to be competition. We allow ourselves to bring one another down. We allow ourselves to belittle one another. But when in reality, when women are in the right setting, 
they can be so powerful. Nobody understands us better than we understand ourselves. Women understand women. And so you are meant to be in a space where you can curate that safe space for each other. That's that's not actually supposed to be in your husband. That's not supposed to be in your partner. That's supposed to be in your community and in your friends. And that's what we aspire to create in that room. And that's definitely what happens. So make sure you get in this room, Innovative Income Summit. And um, shout out to my best friend, I'm so proud of you over the last nine months. Thanks, friend. You're kicking ass. <laughs> You're kicking ass. Thanks. It's exciting. It's definitely exciting. And thank you for being vulnerable on the Stranded Face. did it. <laughs> oh, and where can they check you out? Where can they learn more about you other than they could probably find you on my page? But where <laughs> where can they find you and learn learn more about what you do? So you can find me on Instagram, Megan Galane, probably tagged in some of Jess's pictures. <laughs> and um, that's it. You can schedule a call with me. Link in bio. We're not we're not fancy and have a website. Link in bio. <laughs> yes, hit the link in bio. But for real, you can schedule a call. I do do one-on-ones um, every once in a while. So if you want a feel or you're not quite there for an established agency, coaching, consultant business, that's fine. I help new, new people as well. I explain to you exactly what to do. Um, if you want it to be built a little bit more high end, just mm-hmm. so you know. But I do do one-on-ones where I'll explain it all to you. For very cheap. Boom. Love you, girl. Love you too. Thanks for having me on the stranded face. You're welcome. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of the Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded face is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.